When somebody's the president of the United States, the authority is total. The authority is total. The authority is total. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. In an empire lies, the truth is treason. The truth is treason. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. By the military-industrial complex. Ray here. I on the Empire. Been away for a while, but I got a soapbox to jump onto, and if you don't want to listen, no big deal, but... Uh, here I am, haven't done a show in seven or eight months, got some stuff going on that just doesn't allow me to do it, uh, but if you'll hear me, hear me, uh, listen, I haven't flown in four years, it's been a long time since I've flown, usually if we're going on a family vacation, we fly, or we, uh, we'll drive somewhere, uh, just because, you know, company vehicles, free gas, things of that nature, doesn't make you want to drive, right? Or doesn't make you want to fly. It makes you want to drive. So haven't been out west or anything like that just because of that. Never really, you know, at some point we'll go out west. But right now, the way things have been, you know, it's it, for a family of four, it's over $1,000 to fly anywhere. So you might as well just drive it, right? If you're going to drive, if you're going to do anything on the East Coast, especially when you're centrally on the East Coast, you might as well spend the 11 hours and drive somewhere. And that's the furthest we'd be driving, pretty much. Um, usually it's a three or four hour drive here, four or five hour drive there. At the max, it'll be six hour drive. So no big deal, but hear me out. I'm flying. First time in a long time. All the COVID things that are going on, there's a lot that's gone on since since I quit, pretty much stopped doing the show back around uh, February, March of this year. Uh, as predicted, like, you know, cases started going down, down and things of that nature. Um, pretty much with the seasonality of anything like the flu or any type of respiratory virus, you're going to have a situation where you're going to have that seasonality. So you're going to have lots of cases for a while and then they kind of peak at some point, usually six, eight weeks down the road. Uh, maybe even eight to 10 weeks down the road. I think there's a cycle that you could follow and you could look at it with COVID everywhere it goes. It's the same thing. There's a cycle that it follows. So since then, uh, we had the pretty much a lull from April until July or so. There wasn't a lot of COVID spreading around the country, but then the Delta variant, Delta variant comes around. You're having some challenges with that. Things start spiking through Missouri. Then they go through Arkansas and those were states that were generally less, lower vaccination than, than other states, right? So then it goes through Florida, but, but it's, it went through Missouri. And I kind of predicted this through the Facebook page. If you ever want to check out uh, Eye on the Empire on the Facebook page, you can do that. I still, I still get to that quite a bit. So I've kind of predicted on the Facebook page. I said, I, I said you know, it's going to go through Missouri. It's going to peak at some point. And it's going to go down. And I said by about, you know, middle of September, it should start going down. And, you know, it, it was, sorry, middle of August, it should start going down in Missouri, and it did. And I said a couple weeks after that, it'll start going down in Arkansas, which it did. 
a couple weeks after that, it'll start going up down in Louisiana, and it did. And now it's going down in Florida, and same thing with South Carolina, Georgia. Like, it started to peak, and then it goes, then it starts going down. Right now, it's going through um, Kentucky, but it'll peak in a couple of days or a couple of weeks, and then it'll go down there as well. And I'm assuming that it's going to shoot right through um, the Northeast because it's hitting Hawaii, or not Hawaii, Ohio right now as well. That's where the Delta variant's having an impact, Kentucky and Ohio. Um, it's out west as well. You see it through Oregon and you th- see it in Washington State. Now, two different models that these different states are following in order to uh, mitigate the the cases of COVID. And I don't know that there's a way to mitigate the cases of COVID. I don't know there's a way to stop COVID from spreading it. You know, unless you as a person decide not to leave your house or you as a person decide to have personal responsibility and take it easy, you're going to be in a situation where you'll be around people and you might catch it. That's just the way it is. So that's pretty much what's happened since I, since I left doing the show. Now, I decided to fly out to Austin, Texas to visit a friend and uh, just got back and I'm just decided I'm going to do this show really quick just to kind of give some impressions. So I'm, I'm flying from Atlanta over to Austin, Texas, and you get on the airplane. Now, when you get into the airport, you have to wear a mask. Federal, federal laws say you have to wear a mask. Do masks work? If somebody is concerned about their health and they think that a mask is going to protect them in a crowded environment, they have another thing coming. If a mask, especially a paper mask, a cloth mask, a I saw one guy with a bandana on. If you think that's going to protect you from COVID, maybe, let's say it's at best 40% protection from COVID. If there's someone in that room or someone close by you and you're around them for a long long period of time, like that mask is going to be effective. Now, there's been studies after studies that have been done that show that masks are not effective, especially the cloth masks. There's been studies that people say, oh, well, you know what? They are effective because this and that, whatever. But if you are a person who is, you know, 65 or older, unvaccinated, and you're going to sit there and go out and get into an airport and go fly around, and you think that you're protected because you have a mask on, like, that's just naive. That's just being naive. And I'll say it like that. They're being naive if they think that is the case. You're 65 years old, you're unvaccinated, and you're going to sit there and go out and fly. And you think, oh, I got this mask on, should, should be fine. If you're, if you're worried about it, if you are terrified of COVID, and you're running around with a mask on in an airport, I mean, you get into the shuttles to get this, this, this little monorail system type thing that they have in the, or it's like a ch- underground train station thing that they have in the Atlanta airport. And you get onto the little train, the little tram thing, and you're packed in like sardines. And those people think that they're protected because they're wearing a mask. That is not the case. Like that, those people, it gives you a sauce. And, and I just really felt it today. And the other day when I was flying, it gives you a false sense of security if that's what you think is protecting you from the COVID virus, from catching the virus, that's not going to be protective. If you look at an N95 respirator mask, it catches particles that are used for, like, 
dust particles. That's what, that's what they're designed to catch. So an N95 mask, they say, is the one that's a little bit more effective against COVID. I don't even know that there's been real studies done, double-blind studies and all this stuff done. In 18 months of them telling you to wear a mask, wear a mask when they said in the beginning you don't need to wear a mask because they're not effective, but in 18 months of mask wearing, and these studies, there's like few and far between other studies that show that masks work or don't work or whatever. And then there's the ones that do come out that show that they don't work. Or if they do work, it's 10% effective. If you were going to fly and it was 10% chance you're going to get to your destination, are you going to go? No. But if there's a 90% chance that, or there's a 10% chance that you're protected against the virus by hopping on an airplane with a, with a mask on. No, I mean, that's not the, that's, that's, that's not helping to mitigate the spread of the virus yet. Everyone's wearing a mask on these planes. Oh, and then all of a sudden you're able to take the mask off to drink and eat like that 15 to 20 to 30 minutes of you breathing normal air without a mask on is going to <laughs> all of a sudden the virus doesn't spread at that point. It just clearly does not make sense to me. I would assume that staying away from other people, obviously, if you were somebody who just decided, you know, what, I'm going to go ahead and move to the mountains, farm my own food, I'm not going to get sick. Yeah. Or limit the amount of interactions you have with other people. And your family, if they inter- limit those interactions, yeah, you're unlikely to get sick. You're sick. You're less likely to sick, get sick. But the masks are not doing it. And people have this false sense of security on the masks. Now, the main thing that I wanted to say about the masks, because it really stood out to me. And I, now that I'm now that I've it's standing up to me this way, it's making me realize that the kids in school, it's going to be they're they're probably in the similar situation. And this is it. When you look at somebody in the airport wearing a mask, or when I'm wearing a mask, because I had to wear a mask, there's no way around it. I wouldn't be able to fly otherwise and get to where I needed to go. So if you're wearing your mask and you look at somebody else, like there is no social interaction going on between you and somebody across from you. There is no social interaction. There's no, there's no little symbol, signs of friendship. There's no signs of civility. There's no signs of anything when you're sitting there faceless in an airport. Nothing. And that's what I noticed today. That was the biggest thing that I noticed is that nobody talks. There's no general conversations among people who don't know each other. So let's say that and everyone knows that every, not everyone's sitting there talking at the airport and chatting and having a great time and meeting new people and all that. I'm not saying that that was the case before you're wearing a mask. What I'm saying is that those 25% of conversations or 10, if, if let's say 10% of people had civil conversations at the airport, other people see that and it's a good sign. It shows that there's civility among men or civility among people to be a little bit more uh, generalized. So I don't have any people saying, oh, you're just talking about men. So anyway, you have these 10 or 15% of people that have these interactions. It's probably more than that. 
Like if you're walking through the airport and you're sta- and you're just sit down, I would always have a conversation with the people around me in some way, drop a one-liner joke, get some conversation going. You see someone wearing a Florida Gators shirt or a University of South Carolina shirt or a Atlanta Falcon Falcon shirt. Hey, you know what? That was a great game yesterday. But those conversations, if it was, if if 50% of those conversations go away because people are wearing a mask, I think that makes us poor as a, as a society. I think that makes us worse off as a society. So when you have those conversations going on, I think that's a good thing for society. You get to meet people from other places. You get to have some sort of interaction But now we pull back. We pull back into our own group. We're just there to get out. We're just there because we have to be there. And it makes it less enjoyable, but I think that it is bad for society and it makes you think of yourself and your immediate family and that's it rather than as a community as a whole. And not saying that I want us to be community as a whole all the time, but I think it's a good thing for people to have those interactions because it allows you to understand other people from other places and so forth. Now think about, take this to the schools, take this to the high schools and the elementary schools and the middle schools where the kids are going around faceless without a, with a mask on all the time where their teachers have no smile when they walk into the classroom. No positive interactions through facial cues these little cues that show, tell you that someone cares about you, that someone has your best interests at heart, that the girl across the the girl or the boy across the classroom looking over at you and smiling, like there's there's not they're not having those interactions in the schools right now, and the kids are not learning the facial cues that you need to like to 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 be a human to to have humanity in your heart and in your mind for other people. The conversations that you have because people are open to conversations and you can see their face, that's not happening. And to me, that makes us worse off as a society. That's going to that's going to catch up to us. Imagine a 3-year-old or a 4-year-old who doesn't understand the empathy that is given. Like I think that you learn empathy over time by seeing how people react to situations. To see how their faces react, to understand their pain and their sorrow or their happiness or their joy. I really think that is the case. But you're not getting that right now. For a mask that might, let's say a mask, a ma- even an N95 mask is not 100% against large coal particles that are cruising through the air in a coal in a in a coal mine and and any, and, a, and those are large particles right so let's say 5% of those larger particles get in through that mask i don't know exactly what size they are but i've heard that the covid virus is like is like um you know 80% or 20% of one of those coal particles and i'd have to look up the exact number but if that's the case, let's say one of those coal particles is, you know, one size and then the and then the coronavirus is even the same size. 
then 5% of the coronavirus is getting through that mask when someone's breathing with that on. And that's 95% effective against these, these dust particles of a certain size. 95% effective. So even an N95 respirator mask is not going to fully protect you. Now it's probably the best thing you could wear in that type of situation. But you're, not still, you're still not fully protected. But let's say you go to the next best mask is 40% effective. Or 50% effective, or even 60% effective. Then it's basically a coin toss every time you walk out your door and get into a crowded environment. Now walk out your door and go for a walk. I see people wearing masks still when they're walk, going for a walk outside. Now that is sickening that you would sit there and walk around with a mask on outside alone. Or hiking through the woods. I've seen people hiking on a hiking trail and they're wearing a mask. Like, or I've seen somebody outside in their backyard, they walk outside, they put the mask on when they get outside, on their, in their backyard alone. Like, those are the people that are out there. There's people out there that believe that, that mask is protecting them when they walk outside. So, and that's fine. Every, to every person their own, right? Do what you want to do. The thing that gets me is that these people, like, the, the... The people that are leading this charge to wear a mask, they, they somehow are the same people that might be walking outside with their mask on, walking in their backyard with their mask on, and so forth. But we are worse off as a society because of this, because of this faceless world that we're living in right now. We really are. And I just had to say that today. This is not a long show. This wasn't even a planned show. I'm not making my comeback by any means. Or I might. Who knows? But I think there's things that need to be said. And that's why I decided to say them. Hey, thanks for listening. You always check me out through the Facebook page. And uh, I also accept messages through Messenger. So if you ever want to you know, chat back and forth, go for it as well. I love to hear what people have to say. I really do. Um, but... I will talk to you when I talk to y'all. Have a good day. And this is Ray from Eye on the Empire.